we're back. We by back. popular demand. Well, this this episode is by popular demand. We're probably not back by popular demand. No. Um. But yeah, this one has been one that people have asked for, so we're bringing her back. And happy there are Halloween! So many. Yes. Oh. Haley, who are you being this year? I am being uh, working late at work and then Ugh. going home to a place where nobody trick or treats at. That's that's sad. Yeah, I've that's, always wanted that's very to be adult of you. I know it sucks. I've always wanted to be uh, Janet Snakehole and Burt Macklin. Yes, I really want to yes. do that, but I have nowhere to go to do it. So I'm very sad. Get married on Halloween and instead of a wedding dress, dress up like Janet Snakehole and make Elliot dress up like Burt Macklin. Everyone is telling me to get married on Halloween. and I You gotta think, do it. I don't think I'm doing that. Our listeners have been telling you to get married on Halloween. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry to disappoint, but um, no. <laughs> no. Oh, but that would be so fun. Oh, well, your next wedding. Yep. Um, but yeah. So we're on scary stories. Ooh, spooky stories. Yes, spooky, scary stories. There's a bunch of like really bad uh, creepypastas. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a Um, bunch. (laughs) I tried to find some ones that I actually enjoyed or that I actually thought were creepy. Um, I think maybe the next time. Yeah, maybe the next time I'll try to find ones that are not, they're not bad writing. It's just that. I don't they're find not, them particularly scary. I think I'll seek yeah, out ones that are not scary. You can guess how they're going to end. Yeah. Or like you read the title and you go, I know how this is going to go. Or I'll seek out ones that are intentionally badly written. So. Yeah. Some of them are so bad. They're funny. Yeah. So I'll do that for the next time. But for this yeah. time, we got some spooky stories coming. So uh, you want me to start? I want you to start. You want me to stat? Okay, I have like I seven. Want you to stat. I think I'm gonna cut one because it's there's a lot of dialogue and it would be weird for me to like read both no, the dialogue. No, I got. I I want I like dialogue. You want me to use like a spooky voice? Yeah. Why the fuck not? All it's right. Halloween. Well, I'm not gonna do that one right now. I'll Don't do th- be such an adult. I'll do this one. Ready? <clears throat> okay, okay. So, uh, this one was from r slash creepypasta on Reddit. And the okay. username is uh, Iskander Khan, Iskander underscore Khan. I'm going to link all these okay. on the um, the website. So if you want to read them or read some other stuff by them, definitely go do it. Uh, I highly recommend r slash creepypasta. And I think I got it's some true. other ones from r slash no sleep and also from creepypasta wiki maybe. Something like See, that. you did so much better than I did because I just pulled like a bunch of my favorites from Scary Stories to Tell the Dark again. That's fine. Yeah. I'm it's just okay. Fine. We like variety. Yeah. So this one is called How I Won My Ex-Boyfriend, How I Won Back My Ex-Boyfriend with a Little Help from Yoga and the Gym. I love it already. Oh, you're going to hate it. So get ready. <laughs> I love yoga. Okay, I hate so here the we go. gym. <clears throat> so... When my boyfriend dumped me, I thought I was going to die. I went home, stuffed my head in my pillow, and cried myself to sleep. He was everything to me. Everything I ever wanted in, in a man. I couldn't nothing go can on living without Brad. him. What? I said, nothing can replace Brad. Nothing can replace Brad. <laughs> um, I couldn't go on living without him. 
When I woke up, I decided I would do anything it took to get him back. First of all, I hit the gym. I put on my yoga pants, bought a new pair of Nikes, and put hours on the elliptical. I worked on my diet, too, cutting out fats and carbs and practically living off wheat toast for, like, a fortnight. They said fortnight in it, which I thought was a... It's the correct oh, term, but it's also a very strange choice of word. She lost all her weight by flossing. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it wasn't enough, I needed... Uh, but that wasn't enough. I needed results, and I needed them fast. So I hit up one of the girls at the gym for appetite suppressants, and they were good. Sometimes I didn't have to eat for an entire day. Sure, I felt a little woozy, but if I drank enough water, I'd generally get enough energy uh, just to about make it through the day. Uh, PSA, don't do that. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please do not. Yeah. Uh, next came the hair. I bought two big bottles of strong peroxide and soaked my head in a bath of it for like a half hour. It smelled really bad. The fumes made me a little sick, but I just thought of how my boyfriend, uh, I just thought about my boyfriend and that kept me going. I must have zoned out a little because the next thing I knew, my scalp was burning like hell. My scalp was all red and sore uh, as I was combing it out, and the little teeth kept ripping out big clumps of my hair, but it was the exact color I wanted. Perfectly platinum blonde, just how the guys love it. Uh, another PSA. Um, Don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've drastically bleached my hair, and it's not great. <clears throat> After the hair came something a little more drastic. I always hated my face, how my eyes were too narrow and my mouth was too small. I had these big goofy ears too and they used to stick out if I brushed my hair behind them. They looked so ugly. And don't get me started on my teeth. So I took something from the kitchen drawer and made some changes. I sliced off my eyelids to make them bigger. I carved into the corners of my mouth to make my smile bigger. I filed down my teeth too, a little pointy but straight. And I cut off my big stupid ears to make myself pretty. Now I was perfect. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> it gets worse. Now I was perfect. So skinny I could see my own rib cage through my blouse. Hair was as white as snow. It was time to take my man back. In the dead of night, uh... I arrived at my boyfriend's house. It's always more romantic at night. There was no sign of his parents' car either, which was perfect. It would be just me and him alone together. I wanted to make it a surprise for him, so I didn't ring the doorbell. I went around to the back, and I knew... He had kept a spare key hidden in a plant pot. But he wasn't alone. My sweet, handsome boy was not alone. He was with a girl. I wasn't mad, though, because when she saw me, she screamed. She screamed because she knew she could not compete with a girl who looked like me, ever. She ran from the house and didn't come back. For a moment, my boyfriend just stared at me in confusion. His mouth was opening and closing like a fish out of water. His eyes wide, uh, white circles in their sockets. I knew he didn't recognize me, so I told him. I told him it was me and that I'd fix myself for him. And then he started to cry. I shushed him, stroking his hair softly as he wept. I knew he'd be happy to see me, but this was so much more than I expected. I held him for just a moment, seeing the blue and red lights flashing in the window, feeling the plastic handle of the kitchen knife slip from my grip, and told him it would be okay. We'd be together forever. What? End story. I think she killed him. Right? I think she might have. I think she stabbed I, him. That, I wouldn't put it past her. She cut off her fucking ears. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah, I thought that was a spooky one, so. See, this is why you don't break up with your girlfriend. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. There's a lot why of, would you ever do that? There's a lot of nuance in this story. There's a lot of uh, lessons a, to be learned. Yeah. Besides, don't use peroxide to dye your hair. No, just use that strong-ass bleach. The real stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that real shit. None of that Sally Hansen shit. You gotta go, like, industrial. Let's all lift our hair from black to blonde in one evening. Yeah. Yep. What could go wrong? <laughs> it won't all fall out like mine did. No! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God. What's your spooky story? Well, first of all, I do want to say I, that one was... Oh, I don't know how I'm going to follow that, but I'm going to try. Okay. Because that was... Ooh, goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> We're starting strong. They We're wanted, starting real strong. Everyone wanted a part two to this, so and I'm Haley came it to through. You. Yeah. Um. So my next one is from More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and it's called A Weird Blue Light. So I'll get started. Go. <laughs> I don't know if I remember this one. I didn't until I like started going into it. Uh, late one night in October, eighteen sixty four. A Confederate blockade runner slipped by some Union gunboats at the entrance to Galveston Bay in Texas and made it safely to port with its cargo of food and other necessities. Lewis Billings, the master of the small vessel, was getting ready to weigh anchor when he started when he was startled by a shriek from one of the crew. Quote, a strange old-fashioned schooner, schooner, can't remember, with a big black flag was rushing at us, end quote, Billings said later. Quote, she was a fire with a sort of weird, pale blue light that lighted up every nook and cranny of her. The crew was pulling at the ropes and doing other work, and they paid us no attention, didn't even glance our way. They all had ghastly, bleeding wounds, but their faces and eyes were those of dead men. The man who had shrieked had fallen to his knees, his teeth chattering as he gasped out a prayer. Overcoming my own terror that was chilling the very marrow of my bones, I rushed forward, shouting to the others as I ran. Suddenly, the schooner schooner vanished before my eyes, end quote. Some say that it was the ghost of Jean Lafitte's pirate ship, Pride, that sank off Galveston Island in 1821 or 1822. She was seen again in 1892 in the same waters with the same crew. Mm. not as strong <laughs> it's it's spooky it's not scary yes i like i like spooky history shit so i was like oh this is a good one perfect not knowing that Haley was gonna be like let's have a girl who uses peroxide on her hair obviously that's the scariest part of this story this but, is um, uh, my next one is one of my favorite ones that i found because it, it was a little unexpected yeah that was pretty oh I'm um, fine. It's fine. We're good. It's fine. I mean, scary stories to tell in the dark is uh, classic. So you know, actually, you can't go wrong. In my research, speaking of classic, did you know that it's banned? I can believe that. Schools and libraries have banned them. And in an interview, one school teacher was asked, "Like, why is it banned?" And she was like, "If these books were movies, they'd be rated R." And it is. It is a movie. Now. I mean. Yeah, and it's not rated R. It's not? No! Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the movie by Guillermo del Toro, was not uh, rated R? I don't believe so. Let me just make sure. But no, I don't think so. I thought it was PG-13. Yeah, it's PG-13. Is it really? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it, but no, they kept it. it. The commercial, what else is new? The trailer was enough for me. Yeah. I was like, I prefer reading about these things so that I can, like, put the book down and walk away. 
That's true. And then come back to it when I'm in like a better headspace or when the sun is back out. All right. Well, I'm going to read you uh, a super spooky one. Yeah. So prepare yourself. Yeah, yeet. So this story was from r slash short scary stories by user ghost shaped cookies. Nice. Thank you very much. Ghost shaped cookies. I really like your story. It's called how much is a pile? How much is a pile? The question barely makes sense without more context. Let's say we're talking about grains of sand. Then if you have one grain of sand, it's clearly not a pile of sand. Four grains of sand seems to be, Uh, Seems to me to be the first number that might be considered a pile, but that would only be if someone meticulously placed them in a pyramid shape, perhaps using a magnifying glass and tweezers to do so. At some point, a group of objects is intuitively thought of as a pile. I've decided to approach this in a more scientific way. My first experiment was a failure. Over a 24-hour period, Out of the 162 people who walked past uh, the sand I placed, not a single one of them uh, so much as commented on the piles of sand. Even the pile where I had counted out and piled up 5,021 grains, uh, a nice prime number, you see, uh, they had not so much as looked a second glance. I clearly needed to use something more attention-getting. The first body was just reported to the news as a murder. I wasn't surprised by that. I wouldn't call a single grain of sand a pile after all. The next day when the news reported on two bodies, they wrote that that was one lying on top of another. Not exactly a pile, I guess. Three, four, and five bodies were referred to as groups for some reason. I would have bet money that the news would have started to use the term pile at four. Success finally arrived with six bodies. The headline read, quote, Horror in the downtown subway track as the incremental serial killer leaves a pile of six bodies, end quote. My only regret is always adding one more body with each experiment. I would much rather be known as something like the prime killer or or something similar. At least one thing is accomplished, though. I am now confident in saying that a pile starts with six. Oh, God. Yeah, I like that one. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's, that's that's spooky. Whoo boy. <laughs> that is. It's a good one. That's that's oh shit. Go shape cookies. Fucked up Go mind. Shape I like cookies. Whew. Alright, well, again, I don't think I'm gonna follow that one as well. That's alright. It's not a competition. I know, but it is. <laughs> okay. Then try to beat me. <laughs> um, I can't. So my next one is from more scary stories to tell in the dark and this is called oh susanna i know this one i remember this one like that folk song i thought i had forgotten and then i unfortunately had not good so there was once two elderly sisters they were twins and they had lived their whole lives together after a long and tiresome life the two had retired to an old cottage in the woods the two ladies were weak and they eventually could no longer move out of their beds. They would lay there together in the night. This is how they were living out the last year of their lives. One night, the girls were sleeping soundly, and all through the house was a deep black color filled with darkness. Much like this room, my mother would tell me, and then point around the room. And so they were sleeping, when one of the sisters woke up in the middle of the night. She had woken up because of a sound, She didn't know what it was. 
she strained her ears for a noise. She heard something. It was humming. She thought she knew the sound. Oh, Susanna, now don't you cry for me. That's what it says in here. I'm not kidding. Um, some banjo on my knee. I went from Alabama or came from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Something, something like that. that. She was spooked by the humming and she spoke out. Who is that? She shakily asked. The humming stopped and there was no noise. The sister looked around and spied her sister. She was covered in the blanket they shared so that only the lump of her body could be seen. She turned back and, sh and stared out wide-eyed into the darkness. The sister shook, her heart beating in her ears, but no sound came out again. Eventually, the sister fell back to sleep. But not so long after, once again, she was awoken by the same sound. Oh, Susanna, now don't you cry for me. Of course, the girl was frightened. She spoke out and said, Sister, is that you? The sound stopped. She sat there in her bed, listening to the eerie silence. Suddenly, she heard the voice respond back. Yes. It's me, sister. I can't sleep. So I'm singing a tune to make me sleep like a lullaby. The other sister was irritated by this, but she calmed down and told her sister to be quiet so that she could sleep. Soon, she fell fast asleep, but not 30 minutes later, she was woken by the same song. She was angry to be woken up by the song again, and she angrily shouted at her sister, Why don't you just get on and shut up? You know, how you talk to your sister. The humming stopped, as it had before. The sister was fuming, and she heard her other sister respond to her, I'm sorry. Did I scare you, sister? Ooh. We're not done. We ain't done here. Ooh, I'm already so, spooked. The storyteller continued, My mother's voice always seemed to get real slow and very gravelly during this part. It always sent chills up my spine. Sorry, sis. It's just I've got this awful headache. I can't sleep. My head feels like it's going to come right off. The sister, who had been woken up by her obnoxious humming, felt bad about her harsh words. She told her sister sorry and told her to go to sleep. She got comfortable, and she laid there on the bed, and so for a long time, there was nothing but silence. And the sister could hear her heart beating, and listen to it as it slowed down, and her eyes began to flutter. But of course, she began to hear the humming again. Oh, Susanna, now don't you cry for me. The sister slammed her old hands onto the sheets, and she grunted in anger. She turned around, ripped off the covers on her sister, saying, why don't you shut your... But then she stopped. And she watched as the head of her sister rolled off her body and fell onto her lap. She was so frightened that she couldn't speak, but she gasped when she heard a noise coming from behind her. Oh, Susanna, now don't you cry for me. The end! Ooh! That was an oldie, but a goodie. It is. I forgot about that one. I like that one. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Fuck Classic. me up, fam. All right. Uh, this one reminded me of the our episode two, all the way back to episode two, Aww. the Chicago Tylenol murders. This reminded me of that. I got it from creepypasta.org. Yes, creepypasta.org by user Z Simone. 
Okay. And it's called Sleep Tight. So, okay. In the fall of 2011, a man hung himself in a bottling factory of a popular over-the-counter sleep aid company just outside of Chicago. The man worked as a quality control manager and had just been laid off to save, com- to save the company money. In the morning, the cleaning crew found him swaying in the breeze from the air conditioning system with a note in his breast pocket that said, quote, sleep tight. Over the next few months, a string of strange deaths were associated with areas where the sleep aids from the factory were shipped. Seemingly healthy people had died in their sleep from apparent strangulation. All of the victims had severe bruising on their throats. Oddly, police were unable to ascertain how the murderer entered the victim's home or a possible motive for the murder. Further, vivid reports began coming from people who had taken the pills but not died. One lady reported taking a pill, and right before she fell asleep, she opened her eyes and a bald, middle-aged man wearing a short-sleeved, white-collared shirt was hovering just above her face. She closed her eyes, hoping the man would disappear, but when she opened her eyes, he was just three—he was there, just inches from her face. She nope. Even, yeah. She even recalls feeling the man's uh, breathing on her forehead. Uh, he then began strangling her. Lucky for her, her husband noticed her gasping for air in her sleep and quickly uh, woke her. Another man recalls falling asleep after taking the pills. He awoke to find a figure of a man swaying in the corner of his room. He turned on the light next to his bed and saw the man with better accuracy. He was a bald, middle-aged man wearing a short-sleeved, white-collared shirt. The bald man then removed his noose from his neck and reportedly floated towards the man, attempting to strangle him. Again, it was the man's spouse that woke him. He awoke gasping for air in sheer terror. The FDA did a full investigation and found no evidence of tampering. Even after the recall of the pills and a public awareness campaign warning of possible tampering, the deaths and reports of the bald man did not stop. It was only when the company shut down the factory and the deaths and reports decreased. It is unknown how many deaths were the result of the apparent tampering or how many of the pills from the factory are still sitting in cabinets across the country. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, it's almost exactly the Chicago Tylenol murders with uh, a supernatural yeah. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, someone's been listening to the podcast. Super spook. Jesus. What's your next one? All right, my next one is a bit of a short one, okay. but it's a poem, and I Ooh, thought I love. it was cute. It is the Hearst song from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The original. Don't, yes, the original. OG. Yeah. Don't ever laugh when a hearse goes by. You just might be the next to die. They'll wrap you in a big white sheet from your head down to your feet. They'll throw you in a big black box and fill your grave with dirt and rocks. And there you'll lie for about a week until your coffin springs a leak. The worm crawls in. The worm crawls out. The worm plays pinochle on your snout. They'll eat your ears. They'll eat your nose. They'll gobble your fingers and your toes. But then a great big rat will come, crawl in your mouth and out your bum. Your skin will turn a sickly blue. Your brains will melt and turn to goo. You spread them on a slice of bread. And that's what you eat when you are dead. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but I liked it. I was like, ooh, I like this. It's very cute. Yeah. I like it. That's something you tell, like, a small child or me. Yeah? You tell a small child that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, like, not too scary. That's what you tell a small child. Yeah, that's what you tell a small child. 
<laughs> anyway. <sighs> um, my next one is from r slash scary short stories by okay. user Chinatown12076. And it's called How to Scare Dad. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So it starts... My father is the scariest man I have ever known, and when armed with a bottle of beer, he reaches nightmare levels. Just the crack uh, of his belt or rise in his voice was enough to make me shake like a leaf. One night, while I struggled to get comfortable in bed from the bruises and sounds of my mom's crying, I hatched an ingenious idea to stop the pain and suffering. Scare dad. Clearly, he just didn't know how his actions made us feel, but if I scared him like he scared us, then maybe he would change his ways. I tried anything I could think of to produce some fright and scare dad straight. I would hide and jump out at him, but he didn't even flinch. I placed a toy snake in the toilet, but that only resulted in a beating for me. Finally, I thought of destroying his alcohol. I know that people become scared when they lose something that they love. So one by one, I poured my dad's bottles down the drain and eagerly awaited his reaction. I knew this would be it. This would be the thing to scare him. That night, I remember my father discovering the empty bottles and becoming angrier than I've ever seen him. I remember him wrecking the house. I remember him storming into my room. I remember his hands around my neck and me seeing black. Luckily, my planning and hard work had paid off, though. Today, my father lives in constant state of fear. I'm always watching him, how timid and nervous he is at all times. Whenever I pay him a visit, his complexion turns a pasty white and his body shivers, like I used to, and he breaks out in cold sweats. I scare my father so good, you would think he saw a ghost. Oh, fuck. Oh, yes. That's some good retribution, though. Yeah. Good for you, kid. I'm gonna fucking haunt ya. God yeah. damn it. Casper, who? Yeah. I like that one. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, it's good. feel good. That was a feel-good one. Okay. <laughs> um, Alright, the next one is that i have is the big toe it's also from scary stories i love it so yeah but also here's the thing my i grew up hearing this one all the time because we had a videotape as kids that my brother still watches and it's like puppets and a bunch of folk tales and it's like a rabbit puppet that's like the main storyteller and then it's like an anthology type of tape. I don't really remember okay. that well, but Timmy watches it all the time. And when I was reading through stories, I started reading this one and it was a little familiar. And by the time I got to the middle, I was like, holy shit. It was like everything came back. Yeah. Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. Like it was. So I was like, I've got to include this. Perfect. So I don't know if it's weird to dedicate this to a brother, but this is definitely I know this because of him. Yeah. So, one day, a boy was digging in his garden when he saw a big toe sticking out of the ground. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck. It wouldn't budge, so he pulled as hard as he could, and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan, and he scampered away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed his mom. That looks like a nice piece of meat, she said. I'll put it in the soup, and we'll have it for dinner. You know, like you do. Um, Yeah. That night, at the dinner table, the boy's father scooped the big toe out of the soup and chopped it up into three pieces. The father, the mother, and the boy each ate a piece. When they did the dishes and went and, got, and went to bed when they got dark, 
When it got dark, I can't read. <laughs> the boy fell asleep almost at once, but in the middle of the night, he was rudely awakened by a strange sound. He listened closely. It sounded like there was a voice coming from outside his window, and it was calling to him. Where is my big toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard that and got very scared, but he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It will never find me. He then heard the voice once more, only now it was closer. Where is my big toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it will be gone. But soon he heard the back door open, and again he heard the voice. Where is my big toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall. They slowly climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. Where is my big toe? The voice groaned. The boy watched in horror as his bedroom door opened. Shaking with fear, he threw his bedclothes over his head and listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards his bed. Then they stopped. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. You've got it. And then this is, this is apparently an alternate ending, but mm. this is the ending I remember. So there's a creature. He, he hears the voice calling and there's a creature that ends up being in the chimney and he's so scared he can't move. So he just stands there and is looking at this golem fucking looking creature. Mm -hmm. And finally the kid asks, what do you have such big eyes for? And the creature answers to look you through and through. Well, what do you got such big claws for? To scratch up your grave. What you got such a big mouth for? To swallow you whole. Well, what you got such sharp teeth for? To chomp your bones. And then the kid gets eaten, but we don't see that part because it's still a children's puppet show. Um, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's horrible. That's one of my brother's favorite videos. <laughs> <laughs> we should have Timmy on the podcast. All Timmy will talk about our turkey sandwiches. That's all he'll talk about. Okay. That's fine. We can have an episode like that. Yeah. You need a palate cleanser every once in a while. Timmy's, Timmy's, a true crime in Timmy's book is when my mother tells him that he can't put as much mayonnaise on his sandwich as he would like because he'll that end up with heart problems. <laughs> Mayo forever. Or when he figures out that mom watered down his apple juice because he's drinking too much of it. These are true crimes. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not. Or when mom says it's 9 p.m., you have to get off the computer now. You've been on it since 3. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a problem, too. That's, that's true crime. Yeah. All of it. Goddamn. Poor Timmy. I Poor love Timmy. Him. Yes. All right. Moving on. Um, my next one's a pretty short one. It's from r slash short scary stories. And it's by Anthony Lee Stark. And it's called A Normal Morning. So, it's 7 a.m. Sunday morning. I decided to wake up early and go jogging by myself, taking the box at the top of my bed. I went to the park near my house to relax. Still carrying the box in my arms, 
I walked along a small road in the park and stopped near a lake. There's nobody around. It's really quiet. I went to the big tree near the lake and sat down, put the box next to me. Today is a very beautiful day. Uh, the gentle wind blows and the small waves ripple the lake surface. I turned to talk to my girlfriend. What a very beautiful day it is, right, babe? She said nothing, just looked at me and smiled. Her smile is really adorable. She looks like an angel. I stroked her hair as she looked at me and smiled. We I looked don't at like each this. other. I know where this is going. <laughs> we looked at each other and both smiled. I stayed for an hour or more, then decided to go home. I put her head back into the box and I walked home. Oh, I knew it. I don't like this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very Bundy. As soon very as Bundy, you started very Kemper. The, uh, very. Uh, yep. As soon as you started, I was like, oh, no. There's going to be a head in the what's in the box. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. 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 Was that your last one? No. Oh, you have one more. Okay, good. I have one more. One okay. moss. All right. Big and then one. I, and then Whole I'll do enchilada. one more. Okay. Perfect. Well, how many more do you have? Uh, I have one, and then one I didn't really like as much. So I'm going to do the one that I like. I if if you have one that you didn't really like as much, I'm curious to see what that is because these are all fantastic. No, um. Right. I'll maybe I'll save it for the next one bonus yeah so my last one comes from scary stories to tell in the dark three more tales to chill your bones Ooh, and it is called just delicious all right so we're i i'm i've got like a food theme going here it wasn't intentional but apparently i got a food theme going we're eating People brains eating toes. toes yeah there was a man who loved to eat every day he went home at noon to eat lunch with his wife this man was not a good husband. He was a mean, bad-tempered, overbearing bully, and his wife was afraid of him. She was a shy, timid woman who did everything he asked, and if she didn't, he would often beat her. One day, on his way home for lunch, the man stopped at the butcher shop and bought a pound of liver. He gave it to his wife and told her to cook it for dinner that night. His wife had prepared pasta for lunch, so he sat down to eat. While the man ate his lunch, his wife told him that a rich old woman in town had died and her body had been brought to the church next door. The man was not interested in what she had to say. He was busy enjoying his plate of ravioli, which he washed down with a nice glass of wine. He didn't want to stop eating long enough to tell her to shut up. Finally, he said, enough. I've got to go back to work. That evening, the wife began preparing the dinner. She seasoned the liver and cooked it slowly in a pot with vegetables and broth. After a while, she lifted the lid, and the liver looked like it was done, so she cut off a small piece and popped it in her mouth. It was delicious. The flavors were rich and vibrant. She thought it was the best meal she had ever made. She tasted another piece, and another, and another. It was so good she couldn't stop herself, and before she knew it, the pot was empty. She then thought of her husband, and she began to panic. He would be coming home soon. What would he do when he found out that she had eaten all of the liver? He was not the type of man who would understand. He would be very angry, and she remembered the beatings he had given her before. She did not want to face that again, but where could she get another piece of liver that late in the day? It was then that she remembered the rich old woman who was lying alone in the church next door, lying in an open coffin, waiting to be buried. After finishing his meal, her husband got up from the table, patted his belly, and said that was just delicious. He had never had a better dinner. 
The salad with a drizzle of olive oil and just the right amount of garlic and vinegar. The fresh garlic bread and the tastiest, most tender liver that almost melted in his mouth. He looked at his wife. Aren't you going to have some, he asked. I'm not hungry, she replied. You finish it. That night they went to bed. The man had fallen asleep, but his wife was lying in the darkness, unable to close her eyes. All she could think about was what she had done. Just then, she thought she heard a voice in the distance. My liver, it said. Who has my liver? It sounded like the voice of an old woman. Gradually, it came closer. I want my liver, it said. Who has my liver? The wife listened. Was it just her imagination? Was she dreaming? The cry came again and again, piercing and terrible. Give me back my liver, it said. Give me back my liver. No, 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 she whispered. I don't have it. I don't have your liver. Now the voice was right next to her. Who has my liver, it asked. Who has my liver? The wife was trembling with fear. She pointed to her sleeping husband and said, he does. Suddenly, the wife awoke in a cold sweat. She was so frightened she could barely breathe. She couldn't stand the strain any longer, and she shook her husband, and when he woke up, she confessed everything. She told him how she had eaten the liver he bought. She told him how she had crept into the church next door. She told him how she had slit open the belly of the corpse, deftly cut out the liver, and brought it home to cook it. Her description was so vivid, her husband could almost see it happening before his eyes. And as he listened, he grew more and more angry. Then she told him about the ghostly voice she had heard, and he grew more and more fearful. The man was terrified of ghosts. I'm the one who ate the liver, he said. That means she will be coming for me to wreak her vengeance. He got out of bed, and without a word, he went downstairs. His wife sat in bed, wondering what he was going to do. A few minutes later, she heard his, his footsteps coming up the stairs again, and when he appeared in the doorway... She saw he was holding a knife in his hand. She screamed and screamed. And later that night, the husband crept into the church next door. He approached the open coffin and placed a fresh new liver in the belly of the corpse. Then he went home and climbed into bed. His sleep was never disturbed again, and nobody ever saw his wife again. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. So we got I some wonder what crime. happened. We got some cannibalism. Yeah. Got Dumber everything. Who? Stefan voice. This so place has everything. Spooky. Yes. Oh, I liked it. I'm a fan. Yeah. Okay, I got my last one. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, it's a little bit longer, but it's good. So it's from r slash short scary stories by user Creamy Spuds with a Z. Ooh, we love some Creamy Spuds. Good job, Creamy Spuds. Um, it's called Breaking Amy. So No, it's Chasing Amy. Yeah, well, this is called Breaking Amy. No, it's Breaking Bad and Chasing Amy. No. <laughs> just, just go, just go. Get so, me out of here. Freddie wasn't your typical 13-year-old. He was an asshole. Which, as, a, as an aside, I can tell you that's a typical 13-year-old. Yes. Um, if he wasn't in his bedroom screaming at video games, he was scaring his 7-year-old sister. Every traumatizing oh, prank... Yeah, douchebag. 
Every traumatizing prank he pulled on little Amy would be worse than the last. Once he had even told her that their mother had been murdered and covered the kitchen floor with ketchup for maximum effect. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, he was the reason she was so unstable. She would often tell their mother that she heard whispers and that he uh, had even seen ghosts wander the house at night. Freddie would giggle at that, almost proud of the damage that he had done. But unfortunately for Amy, it was never enough for him. He felt compelled to break her completely. The fuck? Yeah. Psychopath. The beginning of a psychopath. What a little shit. Yeah. Uh, The storm had kept Freddie awake that night. Restlessly, he tossed and turned in boredom. For, uh, For a while, he tried to count sheep, but even that didn't help. In defeat, he laid mindlessly watching the raindrops slide down his, down his window. Lightning flashed suddenly, illuminating the entire room. It was soon followed by a deafening boom. Freddy smiled. He knew what was to come. Freddy heard his sister crying through the wall, closely followed by the faint pitter-patter as she ran to their mother's room. This was it, his moment of fun. He crept down the hallway and into Amy's bedroom. He prowled around her room like a serial killer, studying every inch of it. Countless ideas rushed through his mind, and then he saw the closet. Freddy waited in the dark for what seemed like forever, peering through the small gap between the closet doors. He had decided that when his sister returned and settled into bed, that he would begin to whisper. Then, when she was completely terrified, he would burst out and run at her, screaming at the top of his lungs. He had almost lost all hope uh, and was about to leave when he heard footsteps approaching. His mother opened the bedroom door, and Amy slowly shuffled in. She was sucking her thumb and dragging her favorite blanket behind her. As she crawled into bed, Freddie couldn't help but grin in excitement. Freddie watched in silence as their mother tucked Amy tightly into bed, planting a big kiss on her forehead, and finally said goodnight. I don't waited- like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, it- it's a good one. Um, he waited anxiously until he heard his mother's door close before beginning. This is it, he thought, shaking in delirium, uh, the moment that I break her. Amy... Freddie whispered hauntingly. She didn't respond. Amy, he continued. Still no response. I'm in the closet, Amy. Come play with me, he harshly croaked. Not tonight, Lucy, Amy calmly replied. Freddie frowned in confusion. She must be sleep talking. Ah. Amy, wake up. It's not. A hand reached out from behind him. It pulled Freddie back into the darkness and clutched his mouth uh, with a cold, tight grip. She said not tonight. Oh, I like it. Yeah. There's a ghost Get looking bent, out for Freddy. her. <laughs> Get bent, Freddy. Get bent, Freddy. fucked, Freddy. Yeah. 13-year-old little shit. Yeah. We got some major spooks in here. I love it. I like Good job, that. Creamy Spuds. Good job, Creamy Spuds. Good job, Lucy. Good job all around. Yep. Go team. Go team. So... That is the end of the episode for Halloween. I hope you enjoyed how spooky it is. Yes. Yeah. That was that was good. That was some good spooking. Yeah. Um I'm about it. You can find all of these stories, uh, where we got them and um the writers on the website, which is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm a little sleepy and I almost gave you the website for uh, my work. <laughs> I didn't though. <laughs> I was on autopilot for a second. And I have to give people the website all the time. So 
That's amazing. crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. That's our website. Um, And all the links to all of our social media is on there. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also find the link to our Patreon. Um, And you can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. And there's different rewards at different levels. Um, And it's really cool. You can get uh, access to episodes earlier, or you can get a video chat with us, or you can get shout outs, and there's a bunch of bunch of stuff for you to do so join that um trying to think if there was any other oh yeah we said um at the end of last episode that we had an announcement for something happening later this year and um so a while back we got uh listeners from all 50 states in the united states yes we were very excited so we said that when we got listeners from all 50 states, we were going to do a special series. And that is what we're announcing. So for the entire month of December, we're doing a series called the United States of Horror, which we're, yes. we will focus uh, a little bit of time on each state of the United States and talk about um, like urban legends from that state, uh, that state's favorite horror documentaries and true crime events and just a little bit about uh, the true crime history of each state. So that's what's coming the entire month of December. So get ready. Yes. So please tune in for that. And I think the last thing I want to do, I want to give a shout out to a listener from SoundCloud that has been listening from like almost day one, I would say. Or if not very close, and who has been like a consistent listener all throughout, a very uh, silent listener. Um, Julu San, I think is how you say the um, the screen name or the the username. So uh, yes, just so you we know, love you, Julu, I see you, and I appreciate you, and uh, keep listening. And thank you to everybody who has listened this far who had as much fun as we did this month and yeah we're excited for what's to come yeah and thank you to everybody in all of those 50 states who have listened and who are making this possible and happy halloween yeah happy halloween to everybody yeah thanks for everything we're gonna see you next tuesday back Finally. to our regular schedule once a week same bat time, same bat channel. Yeet. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.